This is Blue Collar Culture, where you don't need ping pong tables, a cereal bar, or nap pots to attract and retain real A players. Join us where we speak with down-to-earth leaders that understand what it takes to win with a blue collar culture. Now here are your hosts, Jeremy McLiver and Ryan England. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Ryan England. And I met today's guests just a few months ago, and I feel like we've already hit it off and we have so much in common because we are both so passionate about entrepreneurs and helping them build the business of their dreams so that they can have the life they've always wanted. Today's guest is an international best-selling author of the How to Hire series, and she has a brand new book, which we're going to learn a lot about today, called The Four-Week Vacation every entrepreneur's dream, stepping away from the business for four full weeks and not even plugging in. How amazing would that be? Well, I'm excited to get some tips on how we can move towards that, learn about the new book. So Dr. Sabrina, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Ryan. I'm so excited. You and I have such a passion for helping small business owners hire A players and really succeed. And so it's very fun to think about what happens in the business once you have those A players on board. So absolutely, that's going to be a great conversation today. Yeah. So tell me, so entrepreneurs, right? What is the biggest myth about being an entrepreneur? So it is that we are supposed to grind it out, that that's part of entrepreneurship and we should be celebrating the grind and fist bumping each other and high-fiving like, yeah, I don't sleep more than four hours a night. I'm working constantly. I'm, you know, I'm so busy. It's great. And that is, it's a very destructive mentality and it doesn't need to be that way. So this whole idea that we need to be a slave to our business and pour our whole selves into keeping our business afloat, you know, sacrificing our health and our time with our loved ones, it's very destructive. It's not sustainable to do that long-term. There is a healthier way to do entrepreneurship. I've been doing it. I've led clients through it. Our four-week vacation trailblazers are living it. And it's really coming from that perspective of work supports life, not the other way around. And how do we build our businesses to support not just our lives, but the lives of our team and our family and our team's family, family so that our businesses really are sources of life and giving energy to people, including ourselves and not draining energy. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Someone told me one time that workaholism is the well-respected addiction yeah. in America right now. Like, it's cool. You know, it's funny. I was on a phone with a friend of mine who happens to be a vendor of mine as well. And I was asking him, like, how are things going? He just moved. He's living in his dream location near the beach now. He's telling me about his life. And I go, I go, how are things going? And he goes, you know, I'm not working a whole lot. And I said, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, feels weird to tell you this, but he goes, I might clock 15 hours a week. He goes, I'm spending time raising my kids with my wife, enjoying the beach. And we had this conversation. And he's, it's almost like he felt bad to mm-hmm. tell me that he built a business that he only works 15 hours a week and he has the lifestyle he wants. Yeah. Yeah. There's guilt around that. So when I started my business, I made a de- decision that I wanted to work no more than 25 hours a week because I had my young daughter at home and I didn't want to send her to daycare more than 25 hours a week. So I built tap the potential on 25 hours a week. And here we are like 16 years later and the business has grown by at least 30% year over year. And I kept that 
a secret for the longest time. I didn't want to tell my clients, many of whom are, you know, business owners in landscape, construction, you know, guys who are working 70 or 80 hours a week, really grinding it out. I didn't want to say, you know, I'm running my business on 25 hours a week because I felt like I would be, you know, they would look at me and think you don't have a real business. And it wasn't until a colleague of mine said to me, Sabrina, not only do you have a real business, you have a really cool business because you figured out how to do this on 25 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And so that made me aware at, that, you know, I, it took the shame out of those kinds of conversations. But that is so much a part of our culture in the United States that we are supposed to work hard and we go around feeling guilty if we're not working hard. And so that's part of what we're on a mission to change at Tap the Potential is, is that work should support life, not the other way around. And entrepreneurs can take their lives back from their businesses. Wow. So what do you think, I mean, there's probably a lot of them, but what do you think are like the top one or two things that are really holding entrepreneurs back from being able to achieve that? You know, I think one of the challenges is, is what got us here won't get us there. So when we start our businesses, we have to do everything in our power to bring in sales and keep the business afloat. And a lot of times we do things on our own to save money because resources are tight when you start a business. So that mentality in the startup phase is great and it's important, but it does not serve us beyond the startup phase. And if we don't shift our mindset, there's critical junctures in the business. And if we don't quit shift our mindset at those critical junctures, we continue to operate our business from that mindset and it keeps us stuck. It actually caps the growth of the business and it will keep the entrepreneur working in the business. So how do you do that? Like, I mean, just shift your mindset. Sounds so easy. <laughs> so, you know, so first off, let's tackle the, I want to save money. So I'm going to do it myself, or it's easier for me to do it myself than to train someone else. Oh, I hear that one all the time. You know, I can do it so much faster. Why train someone to do it? Yes, exactly. So, you know, if you can't take more than a few days away from your business without things falling apart. So when I say a few days away, it it means totally unplugged. So what happens in your business if you totally unplug? Well, if you can't totally unplug from your business for a few days or a couple of weeks, you're doing activities in your business that are capping the growth of your business. When you let go of running payroll and doing basic bookkeeping activities in your business, you free yourself up to do the $10,000 an hour activities in your business. So the $10,000 an hour activities are putting systems in place, hiring A players, training those A players to take things off your plate. They they should be taking the $10, $50, $100, even $1,000 an hour activities off your plate so that you can focus on the higher level strategy for the business. So it's not about, oh, I'm saving $500 a month by doing my own bookkeeping. You're actually costing yourself opportunity because you're not doing the $10,000 an hour activities when you're spending 10 hours a week, five, however many, you know, 30 hours a month on bookkeeping. That's not saving you money. It's costing you. It's costing you growth. It's costing you opportunity. Yeah. Wow. So I hear some of that we can outsource, right? We can find good strategic partners, vendors that can really support us, but also having that system to hire A players. And I know 
from the work I do that hiring a players, that's what's going to free you up to move towards that four week vacation. Yes. So Ryan, we've been surveying entrepreneurs with our Better Business, Better Life assessment now for a couple of years. And we have data from over 200 entrepreneurs during the last the last two years, the height of COVID. 89% have no system for attracting and hiring A players. Mm. This is the biggest gap that exists in small businesses. Yeah. And so I firmly believe that entrepreneurs get stuck in their business and have a poor quality of life because they never learn how to hire A players and put a system in place so that it happens easily. And, and it's not just a system so that it happens easily, that you are constantly attracting this steady stream of people who want to work in your business and who are highly qualified and that there's great word on the street about your business. So once you get that going in your business, and this is why the work that you do is so important, why I wrote the How to Hire the Best series, it's to solve, this is the biggest problem that exists in small businesses and keeps business owners stuck in their businesses. Yeah. You know, it's, this is going to be hard for some people to hear, but I hear this all the time. I hear entrepreneurs all the time. Nobody wants to work anymore. Nobody wants to work. And the truth is nobody wants to work for you. That's the truth because they either don't know you exist, which is most likely, mm-hmm. or two, they do know that you exist and they don't like what they know about you. Exactly. So, I mean, just thinking about what is the word on the street about your business? So if there is no word on the street, they don't know you exist. Yep. And if the word on the street about your business is not good, if you have warm bodies in your business and they talk bad about your business, which that happens because we don't want to hire. It's such a, it feels like it's such a burden and time suck to go through the hiring process. So we tolerate poor employee behavior. Well, that's like spraying a player repellent all over our businesses because those warm bodies are talking negatively about their boss out there and it creates bad PR. But here's the thing. If we consider that about 10% of the population are A players. And of those 10%, some of them are retired. They're living the dream. Some of them are still in elementary school. And we can't hire them. And the rest are not out there looking for work. They're employed elsewhere. Yeah. So our job is to attract them to our businesses. They need to know about our businesses and we need to work on becoming great places to work for the A players we want on our team. So A players love to work and they're out there, but they're working elsewhere. So the question is, how do you as an employer become so attractive that those A players you want on your team are finding you, they're hearing about you and they're approaching you? Yeah. For those listening right now, and I don't want to digress onto this topic, but it's not more money. Just to be clear, raising wages and offering more than the competitor is not the way to get those people. Would you agree? I totally agree, Ryan. If you can pay an appropriate wage or salary for the role that you're hiring for, you and then you do the work on your business to make it attractive to the A players you want they will come and they will stay and they will be so appreciative. And it's some of the most basic things that you can do to create a great workplace, but it's, you have to stop and you have to think about it from the perspective of the, the team member and what they're looking for. And I tell you, I work with a lot of contractors and landscapers. And when I, I get to talk to the A players who are on their teams and I ask them, what do they appreciate most about where they work? 
there's a couple of just really basic things. And one of them is respect, respectful work environment. If you're not yelling and screaming and cussing out your team members, you are miles ahead of your competitors. And that's a sad thing to say. Yeah. But when you work on like creating a family environment and everyone feels good and excited to come to work. When you focus on putting people in roles where they work from their strengths and and A players exist at every level. They exist on our crews. They exist in at entry-level positions and they want, they're intrinsically motivated. So it's not about the money. They just yeah. do a good job because it feels good to do a good job. You know, I think another myth about A players that I just want to share, because it's super relevant, I'm dealing with this right now, is not all A players want to climb the corporate ladder. No, 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 no. They want opportunities for advancement, but it's not about necessarily about moving up and becoming a manager. There's a lot of A players who just, they just want to be really super good at what they do and they don't want to deal with other people and managing other people. Yeah. And so when you can look in the role that they're in and figure out, well, how can I give them more training or, you know, what's important to them? What do they like to learn about? Because A players like to learn and they want to improve their skills and be better. So what training can you provide and can you create levels in within the roles so they can move up from, you know, level one or apprentice one to apprentice four or something like that. So that there's acknowledgement of their experience and their longevity with you, but they don't necessarily have to move into, you know, higher levels in the organization. You know, another thing too, on investing in them, it doesn't always have to be professional development. Sometimes investing in their personal development can pay huge dividends. Uh, We worked with a client years ago, they used to send the employee and their spouse to communications training, not because they needed it, but it's just like, we believe that if you communicate better at home, you're going to bring a better home life to work. Yes. Yes. So one of the fun programs that we do at Tap Potential is Leadership Boot Camp. And that's where our business owners send the A players on their team to really learn about how to be a valuable team member in the business. And we do people map training. So that's where they learn how to talk, what their preferred communication style is and what their strengths are. They take that home to their families and they share it. And their team members love and, you know, talking about these things at home with their families. And one of the, the tools that we teach is something called the choice map, which helps you get out of that judger pit and, you know, like feeling like what's wrong with those people around me and what's wrong with me? Why is everyone so stupid? That kind of that negative mindset. So we give them tools for that and they take that home and they teach that in their families. And what's so nice about this is they're not necessarily learning how to manage people They're just learning how to be that person on the team that sets a good example for everyone else to follow. And it starts to create that feeling on the team of we're all in this together. And that business owner is not the only one who's trying to raise the standard in the business, but the A players are coming on board too. It's kind of like the business owner saying, hey, I'm up to something really cool. And I want you two or three to come over here and help me because we're going to make a great place to work. Let's let's get to work on it. And those A players, they start to show the others in the business. This is how we do things around here. Yeah, there's so much to that that mindset shift. But I love what you just said there because I think for the entrepreneurs that really need this, those ones that are like 80 hours a week, you can almost learn something from your employees and that they don't want to grind it out. Like they don't live to work. They work to live. They're creating a lifestyle for their family and it's those things that are important to them. And so, you know, I, I hear a lot of times 
entrepreneurs will tell me, oh, I'll never find anybody that cares about the business as much as I do. And I think that's such a big lie we tell ourselves. Sure, they might not care about everything because they don't know everything, but I can promise you they're going to care about the one or two things they do more than you do. Yeah. And so when we help them to take ownership of their role, that's when that comes about. And so we have to think about, we teach people how to treat us. So if we're the one in the business that works 70 hours a week, and we're the one who fixes everything when it gets messed up and all the decisions have to run through us, we're training our team that they can count on us to take care of everything. And so when we stop and we identify expectations for the role, and here are the results we're looking for, and then we allow the team members to do that. And we support them in delivering those results. And we ask them, you know, what support do you need to achieve this? They'll tell us. And when they own that result, that's what you want, because then you don't have to own the result. You just coach them to deliver the result. And it, it really is business owners who they just are amazed that their role shifts from doing everything in the business to being that leader and that coach in the business that really pulls out the best performance from the team members. And that's, you know, we, we talked about earlier about the mindset shift. So we have to shift from being the one who does it all to how do I become the very best coach who helps tap the potential of my team members? Mm-hmm. Because that's where the business owner's quality of life really starts to improve. And the business has the opportunity to grow with that. Yeah, I love what you said there about just stop enabling your people. We have an exercise that we do with some of our more, I would say, in control entrepreneurs, you know, the one they have to make all the decisions where we actually, anytime something shows up in their inbox, they have to wait 24 hours to respond to it. If it's a decision that their team should be making. Yeah. It's so amazing how often they'll finally reply and they're like, oh, I took care of it when I didn't hear from you. Yeah. And then they're like, how did you take care of it? And they're like, oh, that's what I would have done. And then they eventually learn that the team's going to go take care of it when you're not there to help them. Yes. And it makes it so much easier to step away. I mean, many of our clients, probably very similar to what yours experienced. And I want to talk more about the book because I know a lot of people that need a four-week vacation don't just want one. But you know, they start realizing, I don't have to work as hard. And people will stop coming to me after they understand that I'm okay with them making decisions and I don't have to make them all. And your team wants to be autonomous. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the things that motivates the modern workforce is being able to make decisions without permission. Absolutely. They crave this. And so when we decide, I want to have a different relationship, when we decide we want to write our relationship with our business so that work supports our life and not the other way around, that starts that mindset shift changes everything. So when we have these these thoughts in our head, I can't trust my team to get things done if I'm not around. Change that to a powerful question and ask ask yourself how do I train my team to handle decision making in my absence? One of the things that you and I really come together around is the importance of hiring people based on core values and making sure that they have the right values at Tabs Potential. We call them the immutable laws for the business. When you hire people who have common values with you, you can trust them to make decisions in your absence because they may handle something differently than you would handle it. But if their values are aligned with yours, you're going to feel good about how they handled it. And that's the key is there's, you know, we can create all these systems in our businesses, but there will always be things that happen 
while we're away that are unexpected, that are outside the systems and the processes, and our team members will need to think on their own. And so that training, that constant training that goes on in the business for team members to think on their own is critical. Wow. So we keep going back to the mindset and A players, like you got to have great people and you've got to have a great mindset about this. Like, and it really does require a shift. So I sit here and I think I can't walk away for a week from my business. How on earth do we get to four weeks? Like we don't just rip the bandaid off, right? And like, see ya. Hope it's still standing. (laughs) So it's about baby steps. And so you create four week vacation tests in your business. So Ryan, I'm going to put you on the spot here. What's the longest you've been able to be away from your business fully unplugged? A week. A week. Okay. So your next vacation test would be that you would plan to go away for maybe eight business days uh, fully or not, or even two weeks. I think you could probably double it. Yeah. And then you need to think about, well, what would not get done if I'm fully unplugged for two weeks Hmm. and whatever comes to mind is what you need to go to work on creating a system around and making sure there's a team member or more than one team member who knows how to do the, how to work that system essentially. And so that's all you do is you just say, okay, the longest I've been able to be away unplugged is five days. So I'm going to stretch it. So I'm going to double that next time. What would not happen? And then when you go away for that period of time and you come back, you ask your team what fell through the cracks or what went wrong? What, you know, what did we not anticipate? Mm. Go to work on that thing and then schedule your next vacation test, which in your case, Ryan, I think would be three weeks. So just imagine, you know, you didn't realize coming into this call today that you were just a few steps away from three weeks off from your business fully unplugged, but you really are. And so, and then after you do those three weeks, then you schedule a four week vacation. Most businesses that have steady lead generation in place and solid conversion are less than 12 months away from the owner being able to take a four-week vacation. Mm. So I think that would be most of your listeners. And the reason I say with confidence that it's most of your listeners, most of your listeners are listening because they need to hire. You need to hire because you have steady lead conversion, steady lead generation and solid conversion. And that's the point when you need to hire. And so you're really in that place where it's time to solve the problem that you have, which is how you hire consistently and get great team members, mm-hmm. and then getting them to be able to run the systems in your business. I once heard a leader at a workshop challenge the audience, and he said, imagine what your business would look like a year from now if you put one system in place in your business per week. So at the end of the year, you would have 52 more systems than you have today. That's mind-blowing. Yeah. 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 And so one of the interesting, I bring this up because one of the interesting points in our research is that entrepreneurs who have a high quality of life, who are not experiencing burnout, have almost double the number of systems in place than those who are burnt out. Mm-hmm. So it really, it boils down to hire great people, get the systems in place, teach them how to make decisions. Yeah. And then take some tests. <laughs> yeah. And it's great. And it's hitting home with me. So, you know, I just had to take a week off for surgery yeah. and I was completely unplugged for that week. Trust me, I would a hundred other things <laughs> I would have rather been doing than recovering. But, you know, it occurred to me that I'm the only person in my company that can send a client agreement. Yeah. I'm the only one that can do that. Well, 
that's marketing and sales issue right there. If I'm the only one that, I mean, people, oh, he'll be back in four weeks. You can get started then. Like, no, 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 no. We got to fix this. And yeah. so this week, actually, that's something I've been working on is how do I get out of being the only one that can do it? And I'm looking to automate things because I've learned that when we automate things, they happen. Yes. So the more we can automate, the better. And a lot of the stuff that we can automate is really that $20 an hour work. And Absolutely. I want to hire people that are doing $500 an hour work, not the $20 an hour. Like let a computer do that. Yes. Exactly. And let people be creative and think and create new things and create great relationships with our clients and let them focus on that. And then the administrative tasks, we just automate as much as possible. Absolutely. And the other thing is to hire the people who like to create systems, mm. right? Because it doesn't need to be us that creates these systems. One of the most freeing moments I had in my business was when I brought on our integrator and she already existed in our business and I was not tapping that potential in her. And so it allowed me to step into the visionary role. And she's the one who creates the systems. I will have the idea that, oh, we need this or we need that. She, you know, coordinates across the business and creates the system so that, you know, if there's three people involved or touching a certain action or project, that's all coordinated through her. So this idea that we, the business owner, have to create all the systems is a limiting belief. It's not true. And we can get ourselves out of that role. And that's really how we make our time worth $10,000 an hour. When yeah. we have people on our team who can implement and execute. And absolutely, we are, we're having this conversation right now on our Tap the Potential team because we have people who have incredible amounts of insight and talent. And they are doing $20 an hour tasks. That's mm. a waste. Yeah. And so we're looking at how do we delegate and elevate? And automation is one of the very first places to look. Like, how can things be streamlined? Yeah, but yeah. even so, once you, the entrepreneur, are thinking about, well, how do I get myself into the $10,000 an hour activities? Then you need to also be looking at how do I get my team members doing these more valuable activities and not getting stuck in the weeds? Yeah. Well, I have one more question for you before we wrap up, because it's something that I see happen a lot. And I will admit, I have even struggled with this myself. So I truly love the work that I do. Like for me, it's playing. And I hear this, oh, take four weeks off. And, and I, first thing goes in my mind, like I'd be bored if I'm not creating something or doing something. And, and I'm sure that's a, a lie we tell ourselves, right? Yeah. So we have these unhealthy relationships with our businesses. So when we think that we love our businesses and we don't know what we would do if we weren't working in our businesses, that's a sign of codependency. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a codependent relationship is not a healthy relationship. And there are people in our lives who are probably jealous of the business, spouses, kids, friends. And I, you, I know you have a huge guy audience. So I'm going to speak to the guys directly. Your male friends miss you. They want to go hunting with you. They want to go watch the football game with you. They want to do things with you and you are too busy and it is time to break up with your business. So you have time for other people in your life. And you also get to explore who are you away from the business? What hobbies did you used to have, you know, 30 years ago that you haven't yeah. had time for? Go find, you know, when you have four weeks off, you're going to be bored and that's okay because you're on the cusp of discovering who you are away from your business. So we have to work through that boredom and just accept as part of it, but there's something great on the other side. 
Yeah. One of the things I've had to do is that we just, we plan really fun vacations. Like when I take a week off, we're fishing, we're hiking, we're, I used to only vacation in one spot in Arizona, did not have a cell tower. Yeah. Like that was kind of my trap. And I love being that rural, that remote. I just, my whole family does like we enjoy just being out in nature and then they built a south tower cell tower right smack on top of a mountain and i'm like well we got to find a new place to go now well i'm gonna tell you i used to live in wyoming there's lots of places in wyoming that have <laughs> cell reception montana also is really good for that yeah no we actually are talking about vacationing in montana when it's not winter mm-hmm. just oh, it's because beautiful of that. summer yeah yeah so i mean great things like i got notes here and i usually don't take a lot of notes but The things that I heard, and this is, I just want to just recap things. Number one, I think this one's actually the harder of the three things that I wrote down is shifting your mindset. Mm -hmm. I think that's way harder than hiring A players, (laughs) but that's what I do all the time. So I might be a little biased, but yeah, shift your mindset. Start thinking about that your business is here to provide for your life and your family. And it's not to drain you and exhaust you and burn you out. Yeah. The other thing I heard, hire eight players, which I'm all about. Like, let's do that. And then finally, the third one I think is how do we get through this? And we just, we test. I thought that was great. Go take a week and see how it happens. Most businesses aren't going to burn down in a week. No, no. You may come back, you know, a few balls may have gotten dropped. That's your opportunity to figure out what to work on in your business. And I, I do also want to share that it's not about having the luxury to take a four-week vacation. It's really about risk management in your business because you could be out for surgery. You could have a family member who's ill that you want to take care of. Something could happen to you. And then how does your business run without you? That's mm-hmm. something that we we typically don't think about. And I also want to share that in terms of the mindset shift, because that really is the most challenging piece for us. I have a really cool chart in the four-week vacation book that gives you all the objections that you're coming up with in your head right now to taking a four-week vacation. I've heard them all. Yep. I listed them all out. And on the other side are the powerful questions that help you move in the direction of a business that supports your life. That's fantastic. So, okay. So I hear this. I think this is great. Our listeners want to know how do they get more information? How do they contact you? Or I think you even got a special offer for them. Yes, I do. So go to fourweekvacation.com. That's where you can find out how to get the book right now. The book is 99 cents on Kindle. I don't know how long that'll last. And I know this episode might release a few weeks after this, but it's 99 cents on Kindle right now. So that's really cool get a copy of the book. And then also we, I do regularly four week vacation, better business, better life jump start. So that is a two week closed door training with me, no charge. So this is your opportunity. If you're hearing this and you're thinking, I really want to get my business on that trajectory where I have freedom and I can choose whether or not I'm, I'm going to work, do our jump start, And all the details for that are at fourweekvacation.com. That's awesome. I am so excited that people are getting this message because not only will it help you with so many other things in your life, but it's going to help your business too. Yes. It really will help your business. The number one issue we run into is, is the bottleneck in the business is almost always the entrepreneur. It's almost mm-hmm. always the owner. So mm-hmm. Dr. Yeah. Sabrina, thank you so much for being here. I've really enjoyed our conversation today. And I know there's a ton of value packed into it. 
Yeah, Ryan, thank you so much. And I just want to give a shout out to your listeners. If you have been getting value from this podcast, be sure to leave a review because it helps others find the podcast. And Ryan is doing a great job of bringing you critical business information. So do him a solid and leave him a review. Thank you for that. All right. Thanks again for being here. I really enjoyed it. The Blue Collar Culture Podcast is sponsored by BlueCollarCulture.com. We help entrepreneurs create a healthy culture and build a self-managing business. To learn more, go to BlueCollarCulture.com.